all your posturing, all your little speeches. You're nothing but a common thief. I am an exceptional thief, Mrs. McClendon. You know when they're all holding hands? Mm. When is one of them like, so, so how long are we going to do this for? How long do we... Well, they need to make sure it's reached just... the other side of the country sound. Because I didn't put any sunscreen on. <laughs> I understand, like, great visual. I understand that. We've done really well. This has all gone brilliantly. But uh, but what, what there's, not a lot of, we, there's not a lot around here. You know, <laughs> I don't know who got to st- who who got the spot in the line next like, to one of the in the city bistros. Who, who we were in the middle of fucking like nowhere. How, they had to walk such a long distance we to, to get hike, in the middle. Of- <laughs> hike for hours to get to our spot. I know I was late on were, the day, but they they're ass- taking the piss, putting me in out here in the middle of nowhere. Were they assigned spots beforehand? I don't know. You have like a grid coordinate that you got to get to, but also if like if you killed your doppelganger, yeah. Who's taking that place? That person's place in line. Well, exactly. Who should back up? You ain't. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Exceptional Thieves, a podcast where Isaac and I review and rewrite movies. I'm Sam. I'm Isaac. And we just watched Us. Us. The new film by Jordan Peele. Us. 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 And. USA. What a journey. What yeah. We, what, what, what? A lot of distance was covered. Not yeah. really, actually, because... No. no. Even when you expected distance to be covered, they just kind of went to the neighbor's house. Yeah. And even when you expected more distance to be covered, they didn't. They just turned mm. around, pretty much. We're in a life and death situation. This is all really kicking off. I know we should go to. Our drunk, shitty friends. Yeah. They'll help us out. They will help us out. I like that sort of twist, though. Yeah. What did you think? What did you think of the film? I would... I I liked it. Yeah? I liked it. I'm proud. I enjoyed it. I respect it. Mm Mm-hmm. I see what he's doing. Before before we continue, sorry. Spoilers. Oh, yes. Because we didn't say that. And we should probably say that. Let's I, face it, at the start of everything, even if it's stuff we've never, like... I always, I put it in the episode description, at least, if we don't okay, say it, but cool. we should say, wide open, full spoilers, see the movie and then listen to this. Yeah. Or just see the movie and don't listen to this. Those are your two options. Not seeing the movie and then listening to this, not on the table. I mean... Put that out of your mind. You could, but you're an idiot. Because our discussion about the film will not give you your yeah. your own personal opinion on the film. I tell, I tell that to people when they... Like, don't listen to this if you haven't seen the movie we're talking about, because it will be <laughs> deeply unenjoyable. <laughs> You'll just hear our voices mumbling at each other for a good time. About shit you don't know. Mm. Although I have listened to movie review podcasts about movies I haven't seen, and I've still kind of enjoyed it. <laughs> if I enjoy the show, <laughs> and I enjoy listening to the people talk, well, I can listen to this, I can kind of follow what's going on. Okay. How complicated could the movie but be? But that spoils the film. Yeah, but it's a film I don't really care about. Okay. Well, like I, some I, X-Men movie or something. Uh, I still care about it. It's Speaking fine. of complicated movies, this is a complicated premise. It is a very complicated premise. That is my cat, everybody. He seems to have found himself a gecko. Ladies and gentlemen, we're recording at Isaac's residence, and so that brings with it the attendant distractions such as a cat which manages to, to demand more attention than... Malaria has historically, and we're also underneath um, a wonderful flight path. So. We are under a flight path, but Rufus sort of deserves the attention he asks for. Although you can't see his face while no. you're listening to the podcast, he is the most handsome person I have ever met. Yeah, yeah. I, I really wish you should you would stop describing your cat in such sort of, in terms of human attractiveness so much. Have you seen this face? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I know what you mean. He is, a, he is a handsome devil. He's very sleek. Yeah, he is. Uh, I'd feel better about him if he didn't so reliably climb on the table and walk on the laptop. <laughs> He's got a whole house. He does have a whole house. Anyway. Anyway, back to talking about the film. Because we don't have long. Okay. Um, 
Alright. What did you think of the film? I loved the first third. Third? Maybe half. Okay. But basically... Where, where did you fall out with the film, Sam? Um, Jordan Peele is great. Yes. He knows what he's doing. He does. He knows how to make a film where more is scary about it than the editing, as we've discussed. So you don't just cut to a scary thing really quickly. The premise is actually scary. The whole beginning bit, I loved. The bit with her as a child in the fairground, making that all scary, that's great. Then going to the summer house and just this growing sense of unease and tension, just yeah. building and building and building. Love all that. I can watch that for days. Them uh, showing up outside the house, Creepy great. Creepy AF. Creepy AF. It was fun watching this with a big audience, actually. It was, the... it was fun getting other people's reactions. Because people were laughing a lot and reacting a lot. And then when the kid says, there's a family in the driveway, you heard someone go, oh, shit. <laughs> and everyone else laughed at that guy saying that. Um, and then they smashed their way into their house, into the house very quickly. And I was like, oh, that was a little bit. That happened pretty quickly. And then basically... From when they sat down on the sofa and they had their little chat with each other, yeah, nothing really scared me from then on. Oh, I don't, um... It was mostly really jump scares, and I didn't really. But there weren't even that many jump scares. There weren't there. many, and like, yeah. that's fine. But from then on, the scary thing happening was person in red pops up. Well, I figured that was going to happen. Yeah. And I appreciated all of the comedy and they're really well-drawn characters and they're yes. really great performances. They all interacted in a really organic way and no one said any really shitty horror movie exposition lines or, oh, gee, I, w I, it's so, I wish there was less tension in our relationship anyway. I also believe that for the first half of the film they were making good decisions in a horror film. Exactly. I like, called the police straight away. They called the cops Put your away. shoes on. Put your shoes... Run. Yeah. She and she did. I love that stuff. I, that's, that sort that's of thing. That fell bits. away a little bit. It did. As, we be as it became more of a fantasy movie, really. Yeah, more of a weird... Yeah. And by the end, we're just in full dream sequence, basically. But yes. whatever. But because they... I, like I said, I enjoy the way the characters are all drawn and I enjoyed watching them interact... But it was so funny, and so it was kind of so enjoyable to watch them all react to the situation. I really just felt I I'm pretty sure they're all going to make it through this. Like I have, there was no tension. I would anymore. I have no I have no expectation that I have no fear that any of these four are going to cark it in the pro, in the course of this, and I don't really feel like anything that's going on is their fault. So. I don't feel there's any practical stakes because they're probably all going to make it, and I don't feel like there's any like moral or emotional stakes okay. because it's not really that much to do with them. And I know it's kind of it's kind of built in at the end that she was an important person of the tethered, which we're going to get into, and kind of triggered this uprising. But that also isn't really that isn't really tied into her character in any way. That's just sort of something that happened. And I thought there's going to be something, like, thematically, this is going to be something about, you know, the shadow self, and there, there's things in their past or unacknowledged facts about their life that is now manifesting in the form of this doppelganger, and so mm -hmm. they have to confront that about themselves, or at the very least, she has to confront something about herself, which has now affected the rest of her family, in order to transcend this situation. But but the fact that it happened that everyone has one of these, and some weird mysterious group of people that we never hear about started this process, seemingly as maybe some sort of scientific experiment, means that oh, that's it. There, there's nothing in particular about this family, so. Let's just try and waste these people. And I wasn't particularly threatened by the baddies because they're just normal strength humans who are who are kind of creepy. And I'm glad that they figured out they should just pick up golf clubs and whack them in the head. Yeah. But the fact that that's just so effective makes me think, well, this isn't a particularly high stakes situation. 
just find a gun. But the, the map, you know. Yeah. In, 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 in the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. In the land of the tethered, the guy with an AK-47 is king. Because they've all just got scissors, mate. How, how did they get the scissors? How, well, how did they get the red jumpsuits? All oh, the zips. See, the, yeah. <laughs> they yeah. all had zips on yeah. their jumpsuits. They all fit. They all fit the they right were size. All quite did they buy them? And how they sandals. Them money? They all had sandals. What's with the sandals? Mm-hmm. This is thousands and thousands of red suits. And what I lost track of was what level of reality this whole thing is meant to be occurring on. Because obviously it's all bonkers. Yeah, and couldn't happen. Yeah, but I I wasn't sure how much in the real world it was wanting us to think it was. You well, know? the first half because that that film. whole tunnel thing isn't set up as if there really are thousands or millions of people living under there. No, it was it's just... not even it's not actually artistically presented that way. It's presented in a stylized, heightened way. Mm. Obviously, not really people live down here in some respect. So I wasn't sure quite how to take it even um, though I think I respect it the first half of the film even with the second family arriving still could have like you can still see it being just a regular horror film and it's mm. got something to do with Merlin's forest which is yeah the ride from the start but then when it's on the news and stuff mm. you're like okay so it's technically it's got nothing to do with the fact that she found it at like it's not yeah creepy carnival stuff. It's no. just okay sci-fi yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, it's sci-fi. I was sure technically her going into that house triggered something, but that's more. Just well, a, I thought it was going to be like more, a... it's the fact of history than yeah. It's got nothing else. to do. It's not it because just happened to me. There was a doorway downstairs. Yeah, but like I thought it was going to end up like once everybody had one. I thought it was going to end up more like a mirror dimension type thing where yeah. every, everybody has a likeness elsewhere or like yeah. it was kind all of, too of your literal. sins, all of anything is built up inside something else. Yeah. 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 I, I, like I'd have bought that more that it's some sort of interdimensional thing. Yeah. And the fun house is just some sort of portal that she penetrated at some point. Yeah. And, and maybe we're meant to take it that way. But and also, we're just being I dense think it's about quite it. smart or quite brave that that is not the story. Because, mm. like, if it is like a mirror dimension or um, manifestations of your own guilt or whatever, that's sort of easy to take as a film. Like, you would have seen mm. stuff like that before. Yeah. But no one has ever made this film before. Mm. And I think that's quite brave. Yeah, true. But I think the fact that it's not something like a mirror dimension and it's sort of or at least that's left up to your interpretation you could say the fact that it's yeah. at least you could say the fact that it's ambiguous whether this is real or meant to be real or not mm-hmm. the fact that it could be real that made me think things like where did they get all the zips and that yeah so and they okay. showed a nice montage of them getting all, they showed them getting all all, all the little outfits this is America, anyone with a gun will win this fight. So it would at least be 50-50. At least half of the doppelgangers would fail. So their big line at the end should be like... Because they have to do a home invasion using nothing but scissors, and there's a lot of homes in America where that wouldn't really be feasible. Yep. Um, also, so in no shot of the film were there... of like In no shot of the film where you were witnessing an aftermath of the evening beforehand... There were no dead red red people. Yeah, they were just dead good. civilians. Yeah, like there was if there was one or two, mm. just like laying about. Mm. So yeah, that guy won. Cool. Yeah, I'm That's sure cool. there's some thematic interpretation of this that we haven't put enough thought into the explain. Well, we did just see it. We so. just saw it, so I feel like I like need... literally, however long this has been going, add ten minutes, <laughs> and that's when we saw it. Yeah, so much to like though. I liked their shitty drunk friends. I like the shitty drunk friends too. And the fact that they're just, it's just really um, like effortlessly characterful writing, you know? Yeah. You just get, I get these two, they've got a little thing, they're not particularly happy together. They're, and you can clearly see them being friends with them as well. Like, yeah. He just knows this guy from work for a while. Them. They've known each other for a bit. Mm. Yeah, they'd, they'd be friends. I see that. You can, you could buy them having been happy at one point, but not mm-hmm. now. Yeah. And they're, 
costumes were just kind of misaligned, like what he was wearing, what she was wearing, didn't really fit as a yep. couple. And then he's got all these tattoos, you could just see them on slightly different wavelengths. <laughs> so I really enjoyed all of that. And all the the father's sort of middle class anxieties about the car and stuff that the other guy has. Yes. And so I think a lot of it is surely a lot of what this film is meant to be about is some sort of is to do with the issue of class and that there's this underclass some that is produced by the people above them and sort of systematically disen- disenfranchised. All the time, yeah. yeah. And it is, tech- well, and the underclass sees it as the person above's mm. fault, but the person above's fault doesn't actually understand this. Yeah, and doesn't realise how sort of uh, obliviously implicit they are maybe in some sort of, uh, you know, widespread injustice. You know, yeah. There's something to do with that. But I guess I appreciate all of that as a theme, but it kind of also made the the doppelgangers less scary again for me. Okay. Because I, I wasn't particularly scared, but like her one is kind of the main one. Yeah. Lupita. Lupita Nyong'o. Nyong'o. Her, she's the main character and her one is sort of the main antagonist. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't particularly scared by her again after she... When she did her croaky voice little story, I was like, oh, this is kind of creepy. And then I everything felt after it went that, too long. It was very long and not particularly necessary because I feel like... Well, it, like, it happened several times. I think the croaky voice story could have just been the last one at the end of the film. I feel like the croaky voice story was kind of presented as if it was, look, here's just a bunch of exposition to tell you what's going on. Mm-hmm. But afterwards, I had no idea what was going on. I was like, oh, so... I knew. But in my head, I was like, so what is, have you, have you come from another dimension or have you literally been in this world somehow? When does everyone split into two people at some point and why does that happen? Well, no, I think it's, she just says you have a shadow and we're just like, okay, there's a shadow somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you, you know, I could... you just understand that the film will eventually tell you that. Yeah. But I understood what, what yeah, no, that was, that was fine. There was not there wasn't yeah, too much of. exposition. But then like after that, I wasn't particularly scared by her because she came across to me more as just a tremendously disadvantaged, mentally ill person. Yeah. Who has yeah. just obviously gone completely insane as the result of an absolutely abhorrent life that she's had. And so I didn't want to, like, get her because yeah, no. she's just been really fucked over and they all have. Yes. And so that made and that made them less scary to me because they're not a beast coming to get you. I'm like, oh, well, I feel like if this person rocked up to an emergency department, we just sort of treat them as someone with really terrible schizophrenia, mm-hmm. obviously as a result of the terrible sequence of things that have happened in their life, and we just sort of manage that. And if they're not... It didn't seem like a menace. You know? Yeah. And as I say, it really felt sort of disconnected from the people they are the doppelgangers of. Like, they did the little table sequence... And then they all went off and had their little like one-on-one battles. I didn't really give a shit about any of that. I think if the table sequence didn't exist, like if if they'd sat them down, she forced her to tie herself up, and then she said, "Okay," and then the three of them just went off with their own thing. Mm. That would have been better than sitting down, having a chat, letting them realize what's going on. Yeah, maybe keep the mystery a little bit longer. Yeah, we'll keep the keep the the momentum of the tension because the tension built up to a point. Yeah, and then it sort of. The rest of the rest of the film was just attempting to build tension all the time. Yeah, like and I when felt, they started yeah. making terrible decisions for a horror film, it was just it, it was frustrating that the the jarring change because they were making smart decisions, smart decisions. He's like, yeah, yep, cool, that's fine. But the smart decisions then, once they stopped making them, mm. and were just doing generic horror film things. What were the sorry? Um, it would it would um, sort of like negate the the smartness of the of the first half of the film and then mm. there was just building tension mm. like if you're making stupid decisions it's just building so much tension that you can't like the bit in the film where um uh, the daughter and the son are sneaking into the second house to save yeah. to save their mother and she grabs the golf club yeah and he grabs this thing and they take ages to walk up a set of stairs mm. so long one girl comes at her hits her takes her down badass and then they look at the body 
over mm. the railing. You don't do that. That would be a stupid thing. That's a stupid horror film to like <laughs> turn away from the doorway behind you, look over a railing at the person for a good solid 10 seconds. Yeah. You're just there. There's a dark, dark room behind you. That's a stupid thing. She wouldn't have done that. She would have, mm. yep, defended herself. Cool. Move on to the next one. Yeah. And that it's, was... it's like the... It, it started off with a sense of really visceral psychological reality to the whole thing mm-hmm. that made it very scary. And then it turned, it began a sort of long slide into basically the realm of sort of psychedelic fantasy, psychedelic horror fantasy we end up in at the end. Yeah. And in the process of that, they become less relatable in their decision-making. Yes. Like the dad and the daughter being like, all right, Mum, you go fig- you go sort that stuff out. Hopefully you find the kid. Yep. We'll hang out here. I got a and the dad leg. actually yeah, he actually verbalizes she knows what she's doing, she's fine. I'm like, maybe she knows what she's doing, but this is a very don't be relaxed about it. You're trying to kill everybody. This is a very high stakes situation. At least stay together, maybe I don't know. But that's the thing. How do they how are they ever gonna be comfortable with that woman being the mum? If yeah. they separate at any point in time Well. How are you ever going to be comfortable with all four of these people being themselves now? This was the, that was the great twist I felt I was waiting for. And I, I can't I believe I knew never... that twist was going to be it from like halfway through the film. Oh, I you went. mean the thing right at the end? Yeah, I knew that well, was going to be it. Oh, I didn't, I wasn't waiting for that. But the, but again. But I was waiting for more of but one it... of them disappears, somebody yes. comes back. It, I was waiting yeah. for it and I wanted it. Yeah. But I also didn't, but I also did. Yeah, but then all, but then once they all got up, I was like, oh, they actually all like visually look different, yeah. so you can't actually do that. The poor blonde kid says there's the burns, mm. and the mum and the dad have different haircuts and stuff, so you might be able to do it with the daughter. With the, with the but kid, that would have been could, such a great moment. With the other kid, it could have been cool. Like, They'd be all with in a mask on. Yeah, like the other mask, and and it'd be they're, they're all in the car, you know. Yeah, and some and somebody, yeah, but um, like. But yeah, I'm but, glad. I'm glad that wasn't a thing that was used because that would be very easy to use as a as a as an element of your oh, film. Oh, I think they should have done it. But if, I, I think it would have, or at least have the characters think about it. Well, I think at the end there, the son. Yeah. And I like that they put that in there for him to just be like, "I don't trust this woman." And I love the the pulling down of the mask, mm. which is pretty symbolic as well as yeah, recognizing that the family unit you are in is not as safe a place as you had thought it was and you're yeah. going to have to wear some sort of shield even in this to place that's yourself. meant to be the safest place. I really like right. that. But also, that swap thing doesn't change that much. No, it do- well, I think what it's it like, does... Okay, she, so she knew that she'd fucked a little girl over in the past so she could have a nicer life. Well, I think she'd, but, I think she'd forgotten about it. So this is this is the twist at the end of the film. Oh, you think she didn't know she'd yeah. done that? For anybody listening, if you don't want to know the last twist of the film, even though you listen to all <laughs> these fucking spoilers that we've got, if you're like, we're about I'm to gonna, talk about the last twist. As long twist. as they preserve the last ten minutes, I'll listen to the rest of the spoilers, it'll be fine. I'm only really into the last ten minutes of films. So what what happens is when she's a when she's a girl, she goes into a mirror maze called Merlin's Forest, which is the, It's the different when she's a child, it's the shaman's oh, it is Shaman's too, Vision yeah. Quest. Mm. So she goes I don't in, know what that means. and at one point in the mirror maze, there's a big black doorway thing, and she backs up to it, and then there is a girl that looks exactly like her. Mm. And so yeah, we're led to away from her parents. Yes, in the tether world, up the that's escalator, what, that, which was going this, down. This is what we're led to believe, mm. um, and we're led to believe that she ran away from the from the girl, was traumatized from seeing someone who looks exactly like her in this dark mirror maze because it's a mirror maze. Um, and she grows up, and then the twist at the end of the film, which we, you can kind of see coming, is that mm. that little girl actually swapped places with her mm. from the get-go. So for the entire film, she's been the little girl that was in the darkness. So mm. she came from the tether for the entire film. And so film. the antagonist of the film is actually, actually the little girl we saw in the original yeah. scene, which is kind of a fun little twist. But it didn't really change the way I felt about anything. No, you're still you're still rooting for Lupita Nyong'o's main character. You're still rooting yeah. for the girl who got to live a life. Well, that so you, so you think she didn't remember that the whole she way? She didn't remember that the whole time. She I realizes she... it at the end. Okay, I did. I don't think it 
Oh no! Wait, well, there's that it, one shot where she's about, she's doing the ballet and she does the smile. That is a shot that happens. Yeah, so she is a little girl. That's why she didn't say anything when she came back out of the place because she was just like trying to biding her time, trying getting... to figure out what the go was. Mm, so maybe she is. So that that does change things a bit because that means she has been lying to her husband. And that everyone. means she's been lying to her husband, everybody. Mm. She also betrayed her actual race by putting somebody else in her place and leaving. The, the and world, that yeah. other person is the person who's built their mm. uprising yeah. and brought them to the to, to, yeah. to the to the I didn't really get the significance of the ballet dance. We didn't know about that till the end, did we? She was like, and then we did the dance and, and then everyone realised that was different. We knew she used to be a dancer because that's yeah. mentioned at the start. I don't know how it realises she's different, I think. Could that be because she is someone from the real world she, moves she could do proper dancing? Mm. While because everyone else has those sort of jerky movements, they do. and then they were like, ah. Oh. So, but then other question, because they all seem to they all seem to be in the tether world. It's that's it's like netherworld. Yeah, I don't know if that's on purpose. I just came up with that one. The tether. <laughs> I'm so proud. The tether world. <laughs> I've used somebody else's idea to come up with an idea, and I. I've come up with a cool phrasing of someone else's idea. Um, they all seem to be compelled to move in some sort of shabby simulacra of the way people are moving in the because upper world. The, I think there is an actual, like a, it's a like, mental connection between yeah. you and your shadow. Yeah. Well, didn't you say um, it's one soul or something? One soul. Like the people two who bodies. figured this out. Yeah. And they were able to split the body, but not the soul, or whatever. Yeah. Um, so sure, but then how were they able to do the red suits and everything? Because well, that's not doing what people um, above are doing when they get all their their scissors and stuff. Maybe, maybe that's whatever government conspiracy is putting these people downstairs gives them the red suits. But they all have actual they clothes as well. Yeah, no, they have. Yeah, they, they have like the clothes of people above. Is wearing actual clothes. I think they need to show, but and then. With my presence, we were able to break free of the behavioural tethering, yeah, which enabled they, us to organise and then get out of here. If they would have broken free from that and had any sort of organisation before getting out, they would have been able to speak, not just be guttural, and she wouldn't be the only one who could converse. Because she's the only member of the of the, of the the tether mm. people who actually speaks. Mm. Everyone else just And works. I guess that's explained by the final little twist, isn't it? Yeah. But... Yeah. I wonder what this would have been like seeing it without that huge audience because everyone burst out laughing whenever any of them did the sound. Yeah. It's obviously meant to be funny sometimes, but I wonder if it was meant to be funny all the time. Because it made those characters, again, just complete jokes. Like, I enjoyed watching it. I was having a good time, but I was like, this is fun. It's not scary. None of this is scary. And I was expecting to be very scared. And I was very scared up until, you know, they all sat down and had tea. Yeah. Yeah. They did have tea. They did. It was adorable. But also, I one thing I don't like about this sort of film, um, but I like that they, they sort of like switch the flip in this, where she... she Switching the flip. She um, chooses to use her left hand, genius, to um, handcuff herself to the table, because you would always oh. do that. You would put your left hand, because you're going to use your right hand if you're right-handed, sure. to keep your right hand free. Yeah. Understandable. We would know this but from watching films. Then she goes to get the fire poker and can't drag a coffee table. It's a coffee table. That's true. But also, you wouldn't need that one Pull little one little thin balsa wood bar on a coffee table. You can break it, that with your hand. Just give it a kick. Yeah, just give it a good stand kick. on it. Mm. It will break, and then you're out. So, like, the fact that they made that, like, even remotely difficult to escape from. A little bit artificial. A little bit artificial. But then mm. I like that she got out of it pretty quickly, and then they're free. Mm. And I like that whoever the other chick is, whatever her yeah. name, Red... I like that she just assumes, yeah, you're attached to a coffee table. You yeah. ain't going nowhere. Yeah. Who could move a coffee table? Nobody. Because yeah. the coffee table stays in the middle of the room. Hmm. I had fun, Sam. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then, because they all went off and did their little solo journeys, mm -hmm. and then they all just came back, and I was kind of like, what, what do we do all that for then? Yeah, the girl running, she stopped she run, running, yeah. and, and then she hid behind a car, and then she yeah. ducked down for some stupid reason. And he sits in the cupboard, and he lights a match, and like, 
is that kid going to hurt him or They're just what? being friends now. Yeah, no, they seem to be getting along quite well. Yeah. And Like the so dad think, tried to kill the dad. And I think, yeah. That's the thing that happened. Yeah. And I mm. think that's when it was becoming apparent that, oh, this isn't really anything to do with them, mm. you know? Because if they've all created a doppelganger through their flaws, say, or this as a result of the mum's flaws, that should have become apparent at that stage. That, you know, that they all have to fight their own shadow in a certain way. That's what I was sort of thinking that was going to turn into. But then... There's going to be something about each of them that they need to confront in order to get over this thing. Exactly. I thought this was going to be a bit strange. I thought, sure, this all has to link back to the mum. But also that girl's life is going to be fucked up now. And that boy's life is going to be fucked up now. Yeah, but I think that's partly why... They kept it so light-hearted to try and not focus on that too Making much. Making jokes about kill counts. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I, I, I enjoyed it. The fact, you know... And he did a little count-off, and you've done this, this, and this. Yeah. Well, technically, I'm better than all of you. See, I think there's there's a version of this where you've got... You can have jokes like that, and it's still a really scary film. And that's just a blessed bit of, like, comedic relief that these, all these characters are but handling think... their shit. But by that point, like... All the stuff with the, the doppelgangers of their shitty friends. Mm-hmm. It just kind of got to the point where we're like, well, what's some other creepy stuff she could do? And like, you know, when she starts crying and then laughing yeah. and she cuts herself with the scissors. I was like, well, what's going on? Her doppelganger's already dead. So that's all done with. Yeah. She seems like she can't kill these guys. Like she tried, wanted to kill... Lupita, but then didn't. So I'm like, okay. So it seems you're like they're only supposed to kill your own doppelganger. Yeah. So it feels like. Yeah. Fair enough. So they're all pretty much safe. So now we've just got some creepy chick flitting around putting lipstick on, and what are we doing here? Like, what's what's just what's at stake? Hanging out. Trying Where to make are the creepy. others? I thought it was going to turn into a. There's a. You could use elements of sort of it follows, where now the doppelgangers are just gonna catch up with them at some point it's like shit when are they going to come back yeah. yeah but then i'm also like well we've taken care of the dad they, he's the biggest threat because they all seem to just physically attack people so now we've just got like he says i could beat you in a fight like when he's joking at the beginning so i don't think there's enough like that's true about the situation <laughs> they end up in that's literally true that yeah yeah you could she can move fast and she moves creepy but if you just I think if you just went mental at her with a bat, you'd probably do okay. <laughs> She's not super fast or super strong. But also, at that last fight scene where they're down in the, in the, in the, in the Underdark... Yeah, and she does all the um, Jedi... She stabbed Lapita a lot of times. Lapita got oh, yeah. stabbed a lot. She got lot. stabbed in the abdomen. Is she going like, to die? Well, the world's over. Maybe that's what the kid's frowning at at the end. Like, are you... Right to drive? Because yeah. she lost a lot of blood. I mean... Well, even if she didn't, I'm like, you're... you're bowel contents is draining into your abdomen you're gonna get an infection and die pretty soon and everyone in the hospital is dead so i don't know where you're gonna go to get that sorted out find a surgeon who killed their doppelganger (laughs) we don't know what the dad's job is maybe he's a doctor maybe i don't think so no they have a beach house yeah but it was their grandmother's place yeah and the fact that he's in that competition with his shitty tattooed friend question off topic completely what's the dad from the her dad from the beginning. Oh, um, I don't know. I was gonna say the dad's in Baku. He is in Baku, but her dad is I don't know. familiar. That's one thing I liked about that whole sequence. It's all you, really filmed from her perspective. Yeah, you don't really see their faces you very much. They say stuff sort of off screen, and yeah. you just sort of see what she's focused on. But you get so much information about their characters and their relationship, which also isn't really stagey and awkward. I really liked all of that as well. Me too. I like the film. It was good. I liked the film, but I wanted to be more scared. Yes, it, well, that's the thing with horror films. I feel like not he's scary anymore. Well, I was very scared in Get Out. Okay. You know, it's this. It's always it's always the same thing I find with horror movies. I love all the build up and the the tension where what's going to happen, and then once once everything kicks off, I'm I'm much less bothered. Like the violence doesn't particularly affect me, or like, whatever. It was Black Manta in Aquaman. Was Argoman. he? Argoman. He's tall Kevin Hart. Lupita Nyong'o's dad is tall, buff Kevin Hart. Wow. True stories. There you go. Not in the real world. Sure. In us. Well, he's, he's still tall Kevin Hart. 
He is tall. In the real world. Tall, extra muscular. Yeah. There you go. True story. I liked his shirt. Me too. You don't, you don't see that anymore. I, I don't know what that how is. how 80s like, it looked in the 80s. Real, really fitted polo shirt with slightly longer sleeves than normal. Yeah. That's what's going on there. Enjoying Let's bring that back. Good times. Mm. I liked... What's the girl with the rabbits? I don't think that's ever explained. It's and not. I'm okay with it. Do you... Would you have liked them to say, this is how this all got started? You no. Know, I, I think the film is supposed it could really... to be the political thing where you have an upper class and a lower class and the upper class just disregards the lower class altogether and then mm. that makes the lower class resent the upper class. That's that's the meaning of the film. Yeah. And I like that that's a political statement made into an entertaining, somewhat scary mm. first half of a horror film mm. and then it finishes. Um, the fact that to, to do that... He had to sort of like make it seem as though some shady government or some yeah. supernatural thing has created this underclass. Mm. So they're there giving them rabbits for some reason to feed them for however many centuries or decades they've existed. Yeah. Because they've existed for a while. Yeah, because she, she says generations. Yeah, Lapita's parents at least. So that means it's over like it's a hundred years or something if it's been generations. Yeah, but and who had the technology a hundred years ago? Yeah, see that's to what to build a fucking base of tunnels underneath the U.S. and I'm yeah. assuming it's just the U.S. Yeah, yeah, they didn't. I think yeah, it's about America. As a film, it is about because it's all it's hands across America and all the rest of it. Yeah. I I like ambiguity in a film. Me too. But as I think with this, it's because I wasn't I wasn't sure how much ambiguity it was intentionally putting in, you know. So in my head, I was like, "Are we? Do you feel like they? Is it important for us to find out who did this, or is this no, is that not what this is about?" And then we didn't find. I was like, "Okay, I guess that wasn't I what think it was they, about." But if, I was. But that... They felt they felt the need to allude to something. The, the people yeah. who started this, like, well, if you have to allude to it, now I'm wondering who those people were. But who those people were. Is nothing to do with the story, so it is a distraction. But the fact that you had to mention it is then making me go, "Oh, what's going on there?" So, so you think if that line didn't exist, if you maybe said, just take that line out. Yeah, maybe that that specified it too much. Maybe you think, "Oh shit, who are those people?" Just like, just be like, "This is the deal." Maybe this has always been the deal. Like maybe mm. in all history, there's been tethered people. Yeah. And now, just in our in our time, their realm manifests as these corridors or whatever. I guess maybe that that line could be. Well, saying it could that. also be like their their, their realm has always adapted to match and mirror our realm. So yeah. as we got more advanced, they also got mm. more advanced to an yeah. extent, but they're still a lower class. Mm. And if it's always been the tethered existing, but I think it's supposed to be, um, or if they if it's if it's supposed to be the political statement, which I think it is because it's clearly. Mm. Um, if it's supposed to be that, if it's put in so that they came into existence at a certain point, yeah, and like it's not explained how or why they just came into existence once somebody started making decisions that put people down, mm. some like the up like at a certain point in time, there was an underclass. Yeah, and is it kind of? Do you take it that this is the f- when the two little girls met, it's the first time. It's the first time these two worlds have interpenetrated. Like you know, because okay. if everybody's following everybody, like if you are, if your doppelganger is always doing what you do, yeah, meeting the people in you some meet, horrible version, um, directly below you, assuming like that's how geography works, mm. um, bound to be other times that has happened. You would I think, think so. I think the film itself. It's cool. It's good that it sort of just con- like concentrates on her story, but mm. if it maybe alluded to other times, it would make mm. it seem a little bit more creepy. But her her meeting of her doppelganger ends the world, essentially. Like, yes, it's so con- I think it's her so meeting of the doppelganger and swapping over. Maybe the swap is the thing. Yeah, that I think maybe um, if we got to see like maybe one or two other times that it's happened, but this, but the. The person killed their doppelganger, so no one was given back to the Underdark. Yeah. Like, it wasn't swapped, it's just somebody's taken of someone's place. Yeah. 
and they're not replaced with somebody, if that makes sense. Yeah. Or, like, you could have a scene where, like, say, if it involves having to go down, have miners in a mine shaft at some point break through a wall into a room where they are, Hmm. and then the whole thing collapses. Yeah. So nobody makes it out. It's cool, isn't it? It's kind of... I'm trying to think of an analogous concept to it and I can't really it's pretty it's it it's, is it's, it's I have new. issues with the execution but it's, it's, it's pretty like, it's not hell or purgatory or any sort of afterlife it's a current it's alternate true. dimension mm-hmm. I like the escalator that was quite is it pretty. is it that we live in people live alongside each other in vastly different circumstances even though they are basically the same people. Like, mm. there's, there's no... There's no difference between Difference us. in their characteristics that, you know, justifies that difference. And so this is just sort of representing that explicitly by the fact that they're literally the same people. And you can only maintain your privileged position by enacting violence on the people in the other position. Mm. So it's sort of a, a zero-sum game. There are no where, good. There are no good. And you can't even, you can't even witness and acknowledge the existence of the other group without it destabilizing the system in such a way that it causes harm to at least someone. A little bit to make a statement. Yeah, I don't. What does the hand thing mean? I don't know. To make a visual statement is what she's, but she speaks. But I'm like, what? What would the visual statement? Yes, there are all these people who murdered themselves, and now they're standing in a line. Oh yeah, you'd think they would be like, sweet, let's get on with living but up here now. Thing, I'm going to have a steak. Because their line rabbit. is horizontal from east to west or west to east. Yeah. Does that mean the people in the northern and the southern states are even affected by this? Or is this just people along that line? Yeah, no, everyone, everyone gets done and then they all have to go to that point. So, like, it takes several weeks for that line to form because someone from northern Colorado... No, it's the next day. It's all good. But, but... It's there, it's done. Do they know they, how to drive? They, they run real fast. So it's fine. Oh, he knows how to drive a boat. Yeah, he does. That was funny. I liked that, actually. And yeah. it and he mentions before, it pulls to the left, so you gotta... And so he's trying to swim away. Boat comes back. That's comedy right there. That's proper comedy. Yeah. And when and I did see it coming where he falls off the back where it checks yep. off again. So, yeah, that was all that looked good. Foreshadowing. That was cool. I liked yeah. it. All the voice commands with the music were pretty funny. Yep. Again, See, again, thing. funny, not scary. Jordan Peele, he, he's good at writing. His dialogue is perfect. Like dialogue is great. Yeah. Comedy is great. Mm. Creepiness, it's there. He's he's like he's real good. Especially in the beginning. And the fact that like everything, like the well, both of the films he's made now. Political statements and stuff. Mm. Yeah, and you know, it was all pretty. Meaningful. It was all yeah. It was all pretty effortless to watch. Yeah, but I think it goes from you know a really expertly constructed home invasion horror movie mm-hmm. into a huge swing for the fence. Yeah, <laughs> which I respect, but in the process of that swing, I was sad that my adrenaline was so low. So because this should be a terrifying concept, and it's just not. But then it's, 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 it gets too slapstick. If it's then, if it's um, again confined to the small area or the small home, it mm. just becomes Get Out again, where he's just made the same film, where it's horror happening in one location. Yeah, Whereas yeah, Get true. Out was just their town. Yeah, and this is a way that they've tried to expand, expand, and break open the format and the formula. I maybe I could have. The fact that the uh, the friends had doppelgangers as well, I could have gotten been okay with that because maybe is is this something about the people who have these holiday homes are a certain kind of middle class people who exhibit a certain kind of yeah. flaw who bring about this kind of you know vengeance upon themselves. So the fact that it's everyone ever means well, well it's think, meaningless. But it is no fact- this group of people. Who, who live who are around this lake for summer are all shitty in this particular way. Yeah. And so they have produced these shadows which are now coming to get them. 
and they and so like I I was I thought maybe that's where it was going, but then it's on the news, so then it's the sort of almost like a zombie movie or something, mm-hmm. and with it, but it but it's a zombie movie in which I'm very confident none of the main characters are going to even be seriously hurt. So well, that guy got his leg hurt. Yeah, he, and he limped around. for a while, and then yeah, he was sort of fine. And he couldn't drive, but he still had a sore leg. But he could stand yeah. and walk and stuff. And... I thought the fact that she didn't beat the girl to death in the tree—that mm. girl was going to come back, and that was going to be some sort of bridge building exercise, maybe where she well, I, the girl she comes was back. broken in half, like she was folded upside down in that tree. Well, I thought the position she was, she would just be leaning over backwards and it could turn out that, what, look, because maybe, you know, I was waiting for them to have some sort of, like, super, like, recover, recovery to, like, capacity. Or for a little bit or something. Yeah. But and I thought that girl's going to rock up at another point and mm, not kill the mum or something. Looking back at that, though, at that scene, do you think she, at that point in time, understands that this little girl is exactly what she is because she's also from the Underdark? Oh, yeah. And that's why she didn't stab him. But she's already killed. Who has she killed at that point? Um, the friend's daughter, doppelganger. She stabbed. She sh- She's the dad in the head and the daughter. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's interesting. When she goes mental on that girl, that's the first time the son looks at her a bit funny. Mm. He's like, yeah, you seem a bit too into this. Why are you? Mm. Um, I don't know. Parts of it are hard to like pin down as to what they what is what is going for mm. which is a good it. thing I think it is you know you, you, you've got to chew it over which is more than you can say about most of these kinds of films mm. I had fun how many um, popcorns would you give it I don't know I've been I've listened back to a couple of other episodes and I've realised my rating system makes maybe, no sense maybe flawed okay, it makes cool. no sense at all well because if, it, we... if, if, if I'm going to keep it cohesive Consistent. I gave Robin Hood the same score as Infinity War. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, what Which, if we, so what I don't know what to do now. What if we, from this point forward, install several rating systems? Well, we already have two. We have streaming and cinema. No, but like rating systems. Yeah. Where you have an enjoyment factor. All right. For... So we assess the one movie with multiple metrics. Yes. Okay. So if we have... I enjoyed it at a level seven. Okay. But I think it's worth In as a film. film. <laughs> this is like the weather where they're like, it's this temperature, but it feels this temperature. <laughs> well, did you enjoy Robin Hood as much as you enjoyed Infinity War? Looking um, back on these two uh, times. That, well, this is a good question, and no. What if we change it from one to ten? Why? They, they're not the same score on any metric. <laughs> what if we change it from one to ten to be one to a hundred? Well... I realised I have a different rating score for every movie because I'm rating it on the the maximum amount that this kind of film could have gotten, which is not good. For this kind of a Robin Hood movie, it's an 8 out of 10. Um, I enjoyed this film. Uh... Seven out of ten. Okay. Six or seven, maybe six point five. Okay, 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 okay. I'll give it an eight. Because I enjoyed me. like two thirds of it, and then I was kind of, hmm. um, but in terms of being a good film, it probably it probably will get to an eight out of ten. I'll give it an eight for both. Yeah. It's exactly as good as Robin Hood and <laughs> Infinity War. <laughs> See, I why I, do we even I do the ratings? Infinity War so much more. Yeah. So, yeah. Why did I give? I would. If I could give Infinity I'd War like that thirteen out of ten, I'd, I would. See, I want to reserve the ten out of ten. No, I don't. Because yeah, no film can be perfect. Infinity, no, yeah, Infinity War. Pretty good. It's so good. I watched it again the other night. Yeah, I, I could revise that to a nine. Just a nine. Yeah. Have End, you seen Die Hard? Does Die Hard take your ten? Endgame will be a ten, so it's fine. Does Die Hard take your ten? Die Hard is bear in bear in mind. Die bear Hard is the mind. best film ever made, or ever that ever will be made. Exactly, the best film in the history and future of film. Yeah, Die Hard. Is that your ten? That film probably would be a ten out of ten. Because it's fucking amazing. 
We'd have, have to watch it again and try and find a criticism of... There are no flaws in Die Hard. I should have done this. Ooh, I should have done that. There's a lot of things he should have done. But there are no flaws in Die Hard. Rule one. Rule one of the Exceptional Thieves podcast. <laughs> there are no flaws in Die Hard. Maybe that's our rating system from this point onwards. In terms of Die Hard. On a rating of film. Jurassic World 2 to Die Hard. See, see there. See, I... I Jurassic World 2 is not the worst film ever made. What's the worst film ever made? I don't know. Um, the worst no, I know film... what the worst film ever made is. The live-action Aladdin coming out later this Dude, year. Dude, you haven't even seen it, and it's going to be awesome. Don't need to. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be don't three diamonds out of five. <laughs> three. We're just back at the beginning if it's out of five diehards. <laughs> We're just back at meaningless numbers again. Everyone knows numbers are just a myth invented by the white man. So on a level of... We have to choose something to go as our worst film ever made. <laughs> yeah, what to die hard. Worst film. This is this is good because this makes it more tactile. On a level of Last Jedi, <laughs> die. No, there's there's still don't positives get, to Last don't Jedi. Don't go down that pathway again. We need to do another Last Jedi episode. We do because I'm still trying to find positives in it and I can't. Wow. Well, listen to the first episode because you found positives then. Yeah, but <clears throat> worst film ever made. Or at least what what we're putting as zero. Yeah. So no as redeeming zero. features, nothing we, to if, drag if it we, back. If we choose a film as zero, can we have things be negative once we find them? Like we choose yeah, a sure. film. Yeah, sure. But that we choose one, but that never changes. And no, if a worse one comes up, zero, it's a negative. Film, it's a negative. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we got to choose our zero sum compared to Die Hard. So Die Hard five. Is our zero <laughs> <laughs> on a scale from Die Hard Five to Die Hard, <laughs> The Last Airbender. I know who killed me. The Last Airbender actually could be the zero sum. Yeah, that's pretty bad, isn't it? It's so bad. What about the happening? Nah, that's not zero. That's not worse than the Last Airbender. Okay, it's got Wahlberg in it. You got Wahlberg and Deschanel on a train looking worried. You got John Leguiz- Long John Leguizamo? Linguizamo? Leguizamo. Leguiz? Leguizamo. Le- 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 the Guiz, as I call him. The John Joe. Who. Yeah. I'm going. This is a list from the 2000s. This is, this is exactly what you're looking at, isn't it? Honest. Freddy got fingered. Glitter. Yeah. yeah. All right. The Master of Disguise. I haven't seen it. Don't. So on a scale of The Last Airbender to Die Hard, how many points are in between them? <laughs> ten? So we'll zero. give it a ten. We'll give it, give it ten points between on a sc- Okay, so on a scale of The Last Airbender to Die Hard, this film is... Is it Jaws? On that scale, it's... Yeah, it's a seven. Cool. Sticking with a seven. I liked how the kid wore a Jaws shirt, and it was a Thriller t-shirt, a lot of references to other scary films. Mm-hmm. And I love making things that are ostensibly not scary at all, like being at the beach, scary. Yes. I really appreciate that. I also like the fact that that dude was standing there for the entire film. The dude in the green. Yeah, so he's on, waiting for them all to join. Yeah, on, on, their, on their way to the thing. But why? On their way to the beach, they saw that dead guy oh, with yeah. Jeremiah, and then at the beach, his doppelganger he's, is already there. He's, he's <laughs> waiting for the line. He knew, re- okay, this is where the line's going. I wrote the memo. This is it. Cool. We're here. We're here. I was so excited when we all woke up this morning. I couldn't bloody help myself. Here we are. Let's go. But be- that being said, though, if she's the reason it started, why did he get out first to kill his doppelganger? Why did Jeremiah escape the Underdark before their family came to kill them? And why did their family come in the middle of the night and not just at the beach? It's not the Underdark. It's the Tether World. We've established that, okay? Fine. I accept your point. The Corridone. It's It's called the Corridone. Okay. Okay. Um, Um, Out of. from From a scale of The Last Airbender to Die Hard, I will also give it a seven. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank God we were both here. Yeah. Our differing opinions on this film are vast and troublesome. Jeremiah eleven eleven. Do you want to know what it is? I do want to know. It's a Bible what it is. verse. Does it say was a bullfrog? <laughs> no, it says. And lo, 
the people in the corridor were made by the government in the 50s. And then, no. <laughs> so the verse, Jeremiah 11, 11. Therefore, thus saith the Lord. Behold, there's lots of preamble in the Bible. Therefore, thus saith the Lord. Behold, I will bring evil upon them, which they shall not be able to escape. And though they shall cry unto me, I will not hearken unto them. So he brings the evil and yeah. doesn't help afterwards. So Thanks, they... fucked hard. <laughs> so it was God. That Jeremiah She says God. She mentions God at the end. Yeah. yeah. She says God did this. She does. So maybe it's not actually a class thing. Maybe it's the fact that religion is stupid. Maybe that's the message. Or that should be the message in general, but something about or the or somehow the exist that probably lends credence to the idea that the tether world has always been there, yeah. And somehow, just the act, the fact of being and the act of existing in any form necessarily unavoidably creates the tether world. It's built into the structure of the universe by by God, or it's just God can't Our even God can't get around exist. it. But they hate us. So yeah, the film's great. Go see it. Yeah, go see it. Do it. I mean, hopefully you've already seen it. <laughs> yeah. Well, don't don't go see it now because there's nothing in it for you. No. If you if you listen to this and you... actually, well, no, it's pretty scary. Great soundtrack. Great soundtrack. Actually. Soundtrack slaps. Creepy song at the start that has one line of English and then a whole lot of gibberish. Yeah. Good original soundtrack as well. There's a few good tracks when they're at the beach and stuff, which are original to the film. So that was good. Great acting, and, great performances, great yeah. cast. Yep. Yeah. I like the colour. All the colours of the beach are the bright blue, like portaloos, which oh, had yeah. some fun company name on them. And then, yeah, all good. Yeah, not what I was expecting. It, with the, I after, don't really know what I was expecting. I, I like that everything that's been advertised is in the film, but it's not what the film is. Yes. Let's respect it for that as well. Yeah. That they, they advertised save... a film, they sold a film, yeah. and everyone was fucking excited for said film. Yeah. And then they give you that, but they give you something else as well. Yeah. My expectation was this is all happening at the house, and it's going to be this protracted, horrifying, yeah. well, trying like, to defend yourself everything, against Everything these you saw in the trailer, pretty much like mm. four minutes worth of film. Mm. And I would have been happy with that. Me too. It would have been cool. It would have been like The Strangers. The Strangers, but they're doppelgangers. Yeah. That's a film right there. But Jordan Peele's the kind of guy who's like, I like that. I'm going to put four ideas on top of it and see what we get. A trifle. That's what we get. Horror trifle. Horrid trifle. Yeah. Trifle is horrid. I like jelly and I like crusted, but I don't like them when there's cake mixed in there with fruit and shit. I don't like trifle. Oh, right. I may have brought the subject down here on, on, on my dislike of trifle. I think I think I think that was right. You're you're allowed to like trifle. I was a bit hit and miss on this particular horror trifle. Okay. But your regular trifle <laughs> Sure. I tried to make a trifle at Christmas. How'd you go? Not good. Did you put the cake I, in too soon? I underestimated how long it takes jelly to set. Ah, uh, so you put so you I put was, lolly water in your trifle. I was able to make a very transient trifle so i got a picture of it and there was a trifle for a very brief window of time and then we just had to serve it quickly and um and then it's all mushed in the bowl and it wasn't too apparent how, at the that it used to be a trifle the structural weakness of the so you, you of basically the made um dessert stew no because we ate it quickly i made something that was on the road to being dessert mush I didn't quite get there. Okay. So cautionary tale. I think so next Christmas you're gonna nail that trifle. Yeah. And yeah. not put cake or fruit in it. It's just jelly and cream and custard. Yeah. Everyone's everyone's favorite trifle, <laughs> just jelly. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah. Join us next time when I don't know what it's gonna. We're getting Shazam. pretty bloody close to Endgame, man. Maybe Shazam. I'm I'm so excited for Shazam. <sighs> it's just back into. Bloody superhero movies, that's all we talk about. <laughs> but they're so good. There's so bloody many at the and moment. And they're so good. Some of them are. They're all so good. Now that Zack Snyder's not there anymore. Yeah. 
That's what I'm saying. Isn't it weird that one Zack Snyder, they got Zack Snyder to fuck off, all the movies got good. Isn't that a weird coincidence? That's weird. It's so weird considering how good all his films were and what a good filmmaker he was. Anyway, conversation for another time. See you later, guys. Bye. Good filmmaker he was. <laughs> like 300 and then down. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, wait, no. Watchmen came out after 300. And oh. That's not a bad film. Yeah, I'll stand for Watchmen. Mm. Yeah. Anyway.